Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and we're going to dive into a hot topic that I've heard a lot over the last 20 years of working professionally in the special education community. Now, don't forget at any point in time, if you need further information about what we are talking about here, you can hop on over to specialedinnercircle.com and join us in a private Facebook group and get additional coaching on hot topics and more just like this. So that's specialedinnercircle.com. So Here's our topic for today. When you don't have resources, you need to be resourceful in special education. I cannot tell you how many times I have been asked the question by parents and by teachers of, should I move to a better district? Should I pick up my home with my family and literally go to a different district so my child can get a better education? Or teachers will say, I need to take a job in a different district over on the other side of town because they have more resources. In fact, quite honestly, I was that teacher. I did pick up and move my classroom from one district to another because there were more resources in the other district. The pay was higher. The income surrounding the district was higher. It was a more educated area. It was all the things that as a new teacher, you think, okay, it's not going well in my current district because we don't have resources. So I'm going to go to the district that has more resources because it will be easier. The students will make more progress. Same thing, parents are thinking, if I move to the wealthier district or the more resource district, everything will be easier. That is not true. My friends, I can tell you that I got hired in that district across town. My commute tripled and I was so excited though. I was, I was ready to get up super early and get into my classroom. And I walked in to those teacher prep days, you know, those couple of days before school actually starts. My classroom was empty, empty, nothing. There was a stack of IEPs that was back before our digital age <laughs> of IEPs. And there was a stack of IEPs on my desk. And I said, well, where's the stuff for me to teach? Like, didn't the last teacher leave anything? Nope. Isn't there stuff hidden in a storeroom closet that I can find? What am I supposed to, to teach with? Figure it out. You have the IEPs. You can go talk to the other teachers, see if they maybe have some resources. I had nothing to start with. I started from scratch. I found some books. I found some resources. And as a new teacher, so scary to know that I was going to have to face the parents in this district that was supposedly one of the best districts in my area. And I had no resources yet had to convince them that I was going to be able to provide an appropriate education. And remember, I am passionate about the parent's side, and I hate side, right? That's why we talk about special education inner circle. This is our circle of our, our all working together. But at this point, I was like, these parents are going to call me out. They're going to figure it out. So I'm hustling behind the scenes because a better district did not have better resources. I had to get resourceful. I didn't have a luxury of an excuse. I simply had to get resourceful to provide an appropriate education and to keep my paycheck. 
So parents will often move to, there's a district that's known in Illinois as one of the best districts in the entire country. In fact, they were even featured on Oprah for having the best of the best resources. I can tell you that I have set, I have worked with several clients in that district. That's not always a good thing when you do what I do. Now, if I'm brought in by a district to do professional development training, awesome. But when I'm brought in by parents for crisis intervention because things aren't going right, not so great. I always say if I don't know a district's name from a parent's perspective, that's a good thing. So just because this district is known as one of the best districts in the country does not mean that they are going to provide some of the best resources for their special ed department. It's extremely important for you to know that, I gotta turn off my alerts there on my phone, sorry for the pause there. It's so important for you to know that you have to pursue an appropriate education no matter what type of district you're in with no matter what type of resources. Curriculum and resources don't create leaps of achievement for a child. Teachers and teams, including parents, create leaps of achievement for a child. It's not the curriculum, it's the people behind the curriculum. It's not the fanciest tool, it's how a person can use their own knowledge, their own expertise to develop a relationship with a child and to really connect with them and help them move forward. More resources doesn't mean more progress. So I was just talking with one of our master IEP coaches, Courtney, and one of the things that she's worked on it with her own daughter and then with her own clients, and if you're curious of what a master IEP coach is, hop on over to masteriepcoach.com. One of the big takeaways that she's had in the last couple of years is realizing that more goals doesn't mean more progress. That also means more resources doesn't always mean more progress. That doesn't mean that resources aren't valuable. Absolutely they are, but when you sit in the excuse of if we only had, or if I only moved, or if we only um, you know, purchased this in our district, if only, when you sit in that, that's where progress stops because you have chosen to be stuck instead of resourceful. So teachers, you know, jump onto those websites where you can put in what your classroom needs and you can possibly get funded. And for those of you that just went, what? Like parents, you need to know, there are websites out there that teachers will put their needs for their classroom on there and they can be funded by you know donations, by corporations, just different resources. You know, There's resources like Teachers Pay Teachers that both parents and teachers can use. And those are low cost resources that keep giving and giving and giving. I mean, these are teachers that are in the trenches who have been resourceful and created resources. Also, don't forget to what I call potluck your tools with other teachers. I had to do that. Remember way back I, in the beginning here of our conversation, I talked about how they said, go to other teachers. That was probably one of the best things because I got to connect with teachers 
who were sharing with me what worked for them in their classroom. And then they would share those tools with me. And I kind of patchworked together a program that ended up really working. But that's because I was able to connect with teachers in my building, which quite often doesn't happen when you're a special ed teacher, but I was forced to make that happen. Now, parents, what's something that you can do when it comes to having a lack of resources possibly in your area? Well, there's a lot of organizations that will actually provide free services to your family or even to the school district when it comes to helping. Now, this is where we get into a little bit of how the conversation can get sticky, but that's okay because we talk about the hot topics here. Meaning that, for example, I have a lot of families that I work with directly in the Down syndrome community because my brother has Down syndrome. There's an organization out there that, and I can't remember which Down syndrome organization it is right now, um, that provides inclusion resources and will provide free inclusion consultations in certain situations. So I'm working with a family, they're working with this organization, they're offering to help the school for free, and that puts the school in kind of a tight situation of things are not going well with inclusion. We don't have the resources to make it go well. We don't have the data to show that inclusion is working. In fact, the data is showing opposite, but we don't wanna say yes to this organization who has a proven track record and wants to help us for free. Sometimes you have to have those tough conversations and kind of back the decision into a corner and saying, listen, you're turning down something for free. So those are absolutely out there. And it's not always easy to get the school to allow a resource like this in, but it's possible. But you have to be resourceful first and help find that because the schools are typically not going to go find those resources because in a school that's lacking resources, remember I was that teacher, I didn't have time to go research the parent organizations that could offer the free services, but I could absolutely have my client researching that and then I can bring those resources in and try to get the district to work together with us. The bottom line is you have to stop thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. And if you just had more resources, your child or your student would make more progress. And so you're stuck because you're not. You have to get creative. You have to find those resources. And again, if you want to work together to get creative, to find those resources, to be surrounded with the people who get it, who are not giving up, who don't accept being stuck, that's inside our special education inner circle at specialedinnercircle.com. Come join me over there. But as we wrap up this conversation, make sure that you're not defeating yourself with the excuse of needing more resources without really exhausting all the creativity and resourcefulness that you could have in finding the tools. They're not always going to be handed to you. In fact, they very rarely will be handed to you. But you, the parent, the teacher, the admin, the therapist, you, the person who is there on the child's team, you're the reason a child's going to make progress. It's not about the fancy resources. All right, everyone, I'll talk to you soon.